Welcome to another episode of Erp Chirp, a podcast by Albertans, about Albertans, but for all Erpers. I'm Erica Ensign. I'm Annette Weirstra. And I'm Kirsten Gorick. And we just watched season two, episode eight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> White Nona Erp. No future in the past. Uh, inside baseball. We're watching this season on iTunes. And because they give us little um, snippets of, of inside Winona Earp background stuff, they list those as episode numbers. So it's, sometimes it's hard to be like, okay, if no future in the past is f- listed as 15, what's 15 minus one divided by two? That's just too much math for me. Plus one. It's plus one divided plus by one. two. <laughs> I thought we so promised not to do math anymore. No. Yeah, you're right. I <laughs> try have, really hard. I have a Google Home now, so I can just like ask it to do math for me. Or I could ask it what episode is uh, no future in the past and maybe it would be able to help me. Our new podcast co-host. Yeah. Google Home. Google Home. Yep. Uh, anyway, this was quite the episode. I have never seen Kirsten so animated <laughs> at I was the very end. quiet well yeah at the end but i was very quiet throughout i just yep. felt like it was all very important i needed to be in the mm, moment yes yep yeah i remember the first time i saw this one being a little confused because i felt like it dropped a lot of background information on us all at once in this one very exposition intense vision quest so do you kirsten do you feel like you have a, a solid handle on exactly what happened or do you feel like it like washed over you a little bit i think i do i still have quite so many questions and i'm i'm very sad about juan carlo and it like his so his whole you know i am cursed to observe and not interfere and he's immortal like doc but we don't learn we knew he was a priest Mm -hmm. back in the day padre a padre Mm -hmm. and that he was involved in the seals and all of that business but it's still not clear to me how he ended up who he is nowadays Mm -hmm. and and all that um, I think I followed everything else. I do. It was interesting when they mentioned Cludie having three wives. It didn't clue into me that that meant like the two shadowy sisters and then mm-hmm. Constance. Mrs. Cludie. It didn't until they were in the church and actually talking about it. I didn't make that connection. Um, I immediately recognized the ring as being Doc's ring. I knew that I was like, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's a seal. No, that's not good. Can't break that seal. Right. And I don't think he knows that. Good thing Winona does now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's a uh, there's man. Okay, so I think for me the biggest takeaway is Bobo started as a good guy. I know, right? Like such a. I don't yeah, know. I remember this episode really clearly because uh, I just love how it adds so much depth to Bobo's character, and yeah, like he becomes such a tragic figure in a sense because I don't know like that all like is it his fault? it's maybe not his fault that he is so evil or did he like, is that part of why he has been sort of restrained as a villain? Yeah. All along. Like it, it just adds a lot of questions that to think about and how his character developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, in his last episode in the previous season, I remember on the podcast, we were talking about what a complex character he, he is, was, <laughs> and just how, how amazing that was to see it sort of like him come together and that all play out. And little did we know that that was not <laughs> like, that's not even the half of it really. So, so even beyond the complexity that he displayed in, in season one, now we know his backstory that, that, 
technically, yeah, Wyatt did kill him, but it was, you know, because he also needed to kill Cludie. And, you know, sometimes when you're you're just like in the movie Speed, if you remember that movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And if you're being used as a human shield, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't take work. the shot. <laughs> and, Shit happens. Yeah, exactly. And so so Robert Spain said, take the shot. And uh, and Wyatt did. And it worked because it went through his, his shoulder and, and killed Cludie. Um, but yeah, that also meant that he was put down by yeah. Peacemaker. And to the uh, to the point about him being such a complex character, yeah, I mean, he did make a choice because when he's standing over the well, he could have rescued Doc. He could have gotten that ring. Um, and it's interesting because Cludie says, yeah, or Constance Cludie says, you know, he and Doc and, and Wyatt will be reunited. They'll be happy. You'll get to avoid being a demon because the ring will keep you alive. Except, you know what? Doc would have died. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon, pretty soon thereafter. So you also have a little bit of interesting character work from the perspective of Doc's character because he has the opportunity to possibly get rescued. He doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But he he makes the choice to not give up his immortality just for the chance of being let out of the well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like when like because you and I Erica and I were rewatching it yes this whole episode really played into how I saw Bobo but of course we couldn't talk about that <laughs> because I was feeling like we can't tell her and I was so excited to you know he's gonna come back and he's not Crazy. gone yet it just seems like he was really really gone um but yeah that like rewatching and seeing a lot of the nuance in his character that I didn't notice so much the first time you kind of start to by the end of season one, but I think Mm -hmm. a lot more of that was built in during the whole season that you can see better in hindsight. It's fascinating. And the Waverly is his angel. I know. Mm -hmm. And that Winona said Waverly instead of Winona. Yeah. It's um, just the whole interesting. It's so intricate. And then it was actually Boba. Well, Robert who saved Winona's life here and brought her back to life because he's the one that rang the bells in the past, but somehow that rang through into into the future. And, you know, it's just weird magic. You get to chalk stuff up to weird magic in the yeah. show, which is awesome. So, so really, it was past Robert who saved current Winona. So that's that's kind of amazing. And the fact that she was dead means that as we saw at the very end the loophole they're all, they're all coming back mm-hmm. presumably all of them right yeah you'd think well it, it leaves mm-hmm. them the potential to have all of them come back so yeah or maybe yeah. they resurrect in order of being killed and oh yeah so Bobo back was like, one of like yep. oh that means jonas is jonas coming is back little... crap maybe maybe they won't uh, make us look at his stupid somewhat yeah. somewhat face. handsome face yeah <laughs> <laughs> stupid handsome face <laughs> Well, we had a stupid handsome face. We also had the aggressively handsome face of uh, Ewan. Oh, yes, he's, he's back. back. Yep. Being super helpful. Not. He's, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think he cares. He's he's a dude bro who's just, he just wants to do his own stuff. He's like, I have my job. These are their parameters. I am doing nothing else. He's kind of like the new old dolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm loving dolls these days and I got to hate someone. So I'll hate him. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yep. Oh, and also we saw I, my interpretation of Bobo carrying Waverly as a little girl is that mm-hmm. he was the one he saved that her. saved her life too. So he saved yes. both those girls. Yep. Yeah, because well, he thinks that Waverly is his is angel. his angel, even though it was actually Winona the whole time. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. And then the fact that Waverly says to Winona, "You're the one 
that actually saved me and pulled me out of the water. And clearly Winona has no memory of it. At the moment at that time, I was thinking, well, maybe this is just Winona remembering the past poorly as she has yep. before. Um, but now like you wonder, okay, did Waverly really remember that it was Bobo when she was saying that? Or did she only like kind of remember, oh, wait, it wasn't Winona that, that rescued me. Like at the end of the episode when she's standing there with the, the results, which I assume mean that she didn't uh she didn't uh she wasn't her her daddy's baby yeah it doesn't look like it it um, does seem like she has her mother's yeah baby, though because winona is remembering her comeback from the hospital so mm-hmm. i was thinking it's although it's possible that it's, she was somebody else's yeah they adopted baby. her yeah. and yeah. whatever but, but she could be like her mother's daughter and not be an herb yes yep so. that that is how i am interpreting yeah based and if on that's, the information so far and if that's the case you know, okay, maybe she's not an herb, but she's still Winona's sister, which yes. I think, you know, for given this show, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, it may not be the most important thing to Waverly, who has seen her whole, uh, studied the herbs her entire life. It's part yeah. of her identity. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that's going to be a lot for her. And I, I'm kind of disappointed in Nicole keeping it from her. I feel yes. like that's that not cool. It's not okay. That's not your choice. That's not your life. Uh-uh. You can be supportive, but you cannot withhold that kind of information i love how waverly totally calls her on it though mm-hmm. even drunk yeah and yes. she's going you don't get to make decisions for me uh-uh yeah it was but i mean that's the thing that we've talked about before is that the the characters on the show are they're people who are capable of making mistakes and i mean i guess there's a part of me that sort of thought that nicole was was this you know perfect on a pedestal person who is not capable of making those kind of mistakes and guess what she's a real person too yep and she she did it with good intentions Mm -hmm. because she knew how much it would hurt waverly but it's still the wrong choice Mm -hmm. yeah and especially since it was it was her who sort of helped waverly make this choice in the first place you know she brought her the forms to fill out to find out if she was actually an herb and now she's like it's like she sort of thought better of her own advice and was like oh maybe this isn't such a good idea apparently opened it it. so it's not only she opened the law officer hot yes that's (laughs) illegal yep Mm -hmm. yeah tampering with mail is a well okay in the united states i know it's a federal offense i don't know if that's the case in canada I'm not sure. I don't know. 100%. It's, it's, it's still got to be wrong. It's bad. It's got to be don't illegal. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. It's it's unethical. Probably illegal. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's probably illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that was that was interesting. And we get that scene at the uh, well, what ends up being the end of a uh, of a baby shower for Winona thrown by Rosita. Yeah. A very small, intimate baby shower. <laughs> Which they have a baby without their you know, guest of honor. Right. I mean, even if the guest of honor had shown, it still would have been very small and intimate. But really, who else are you going to invite to come and celebrate anything having to do with Winona? Where's Gus these days? We haven't seen no, she her. disappears after the first few episodes of season one. And I don't think and we I, ever see yeah. her. Well, she, she popped up again now and then, but we haven't seen her in a long time. I don't think we've seen her in episode two at all. Or, season, or not season, season two, two at all. I don't all. think so. But like for something like that... It would you, make sense for her to, mm-hmm. to be there. You kind of expect her to be bossing or judging as mm-hmm. well. Oh, 100%. But, you know, doing it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if she moved away after she sold shorties. And like, there, maybe there was a oh, throwaway line right. in there that I just Because that's, that's the last we saw of her, right? She I sold think shorties. Right, yeah. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's a part of me that wonders, is this like 
a Watsonian thing that we need to figure out or is it just a Doyleist thing? Oh, I will explain what that means for our listeners. So there are two different sort of ways to view the story uh, and the, the beats of a story in media. And it's the Watsonian and Doyleist perspectives. So Arthur Conan Doyle was the writer of the Sherlock Holmes stories. So Watson is Sherlock's best friend in the story. So if you're looking at a story from a Watsonian perspective, you are looking for the reasons that things happen from within the fiction of the story. So, you know, why did Gus leave? Or why have we not seen Gus? Because she moved away after she sold shorties. A Doyleist perspective is to actually look at it from the outside, from the real world perspective of the fiction. So why do we not see Gus? Maybe that actress got another job and she left the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason it comes from Arthur Conan Doyle is he got really sick of writing Sherlock, so he killed him off. That's the Doyleist perspective. The Watsonian perspective is um, that Sherlock had a big fight with Moriarty and got thrown off a waterfall. So that's... There you go, guys. A little little uh, media criticism lesson. You're welcome. <laughs> just from Erica. <We're, laughs> I just I use that uh, I use that distinction Watsonian and Doyleist a lot. So it's just a nice shorthand. Just so you know, I learned from Erica on her other podcast, <laughs> Verity, what these meant. Yep. <laughs> and I just learned it now. Yeah, that's see, it's exciting. We I go back to that well quite a bit. So so yeah. Speaking of wells. Um, we got to see Doc at the very, very beginning stages of his 135 years in the dark. He looked pretty desperate and upset. It was very already, sad. he was All- like, oh, Doc. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't care for him in his saloon no. scenes. No. He's he was a of an- kind of a dick. Yeah, he's an He ass. was. Well, I mean, it was because we had previously seen a flashback to him um say it well the way that he told it saying goodbye to Wyatt when he's dying mm-hmm. uh in bed so this is this is definitely after that because he says you know I've made my peace with Wyatt and we see him coughing so he thinks that he's sent Wyatt away and he's just he's gonna die so he's he doesn't have a lot left to live for I don't think he thinks he's gonna last too much longer his best friend and I don't think he thinks off. he was up to go to Pur- purgatory. Yep. Yeah, he's too sick for it. Yeah. And he mentioned something about being like since he was 14. Maybe that's when so he... So maybe that's when he got... First came down with tuberculosis. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. It's a long time to be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was interesting to see that that version of Doc. We didn't get to see a whole lot of him in the present. Just a little bit of him saying he's going off to the salt flats and oh, being yes. real, real cozy with Rosita. Yeah. He refers yeah. to her as his lover. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Was that was that uncomfortable for you? <laughs> you know what? It I still ship him and Winona, mm-hmm. but I also think like he's not waiting around for her. Yeah. He's no. living his life and he's not putting pressure on her and Winona was like hanging out in bed with dolls. Very so cozily. They were very cozy and very cuddly and he was very much like he is just so in love with her that dolls. Poor, yeah. Poor so, dolls. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yep it's 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 complicated it's nice. feelings yes that's that it's complicated I feel <laughs> yeah. feelings it really is so many feelings i mean his face when winona took that first like coughing breath he was so relieved yes mm-hmm. you know and him like practically crying and saying come back to me it's just like wow that's that's remember dolls from the first couple episodes of season one and can you picture that guy that non-blinking straight-laced guy even saying the words come back to me much less doing it with like a hitch in his voice and tears in his eyes mm-hmm. this is yeah. a character who's come a long way eyes that now blink on a regular basis <laughs> yes 
mm-hmm. and sometimes turn yellow. Yeah, apparently yeah, we he can like little dragon. He can access that now. You know, if he really needs to get yep. out of some freezing. Yep. Yeah, those those uh, sisters are a little crazy. Oh, I hate them. <sighs> they are so so icky. Poor Juan Carlo. Yeah, he, he did, did not, not deserve to oh. have his chest eaten. I feel like he was realizing, like he went into this with his eyes open. He knew he was going to, that something terrible was going to happen to him because well, he, he interfered. Yeah, he was going to die from the gangrene. That's true. Regardless. Which apparently you smell like almonds when yeah, gangrene. I did not know that. I, f- I feel like that's a thing that I may have, have read or heard about, but it didn't stick. And I feel like now maybe it will stick. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I want it to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm always going to remember that now. Mm-hmm. Every time you have amaretto. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure I've ever actually had. <laughs> I have. I'm I'm honestly not fond of it, and this is certainly not going to make me any more fond no. of it. Um, that the uh, the whole Juan Carlo stealing Winona away, stealing she, uh, we learned she went willingly after uh, she clocked him once in the nose, which yeah. is great. That's all the blood. That's a lot of blood for just hitting him in the nose. But oh, nose is can What did she say profusely. on her prenatal vitamin? She feels like a lion, mountain lion, <laughs> mountain lion, like a mountain lion. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's great. But uh, we also get to see a little bit of Nedley because oh, yeah. we've been missing him for yeah. quite a few episodes. He's been napping in his office for like days, apparently. We just haven't seen him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's a little crotchety. <laughs> like, you're so crotchety. You're so, you're so Nedley. Yep. And Dolls comes in and, you know, run this plate. And and then he just, Nedley just sits back and he's his dry sort of very practical okay well did you get a, a make a model kind of music that's playing and you know dolls rattles rattles it off and he immediately knows who it is because he's a good sheriff yep he knows, he his knows what's up mm-hmm. he also was kn- also knew that it was unlikely that Juan carlos had actually kidnapped her yep yep it's like he didn't he say something he can't he, yeah he made a comment about that seemed to imply that he knows something about juan's whole situation and not being yep. able to interfere I don't know if that was him or if that was uh, oh, Ewan, Mr. Aggressively Handsome, because he said something like he can't. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah, he couldn't have taken her. Yep. So it was, it was, what Nedley said was he's the like chief or whatever of the, uh, the volunteer fire, fire brigade, really keeps those young bucks in order. And then you have Dahl saying, did you just say the order? So, which is. That's true. A little on the nose. But <laughs> it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. But still, then it got you in. So, you know, point, point A leads to point B leads to point C. So I feel like it, it was it, it worked out very well. I just felt like the information in the flashback was flowing at me so fast that I was a little confused about the motivations and stuff the first time through. But now that I've seen it twice, like, I recognize it. All three of them were married to Cludie because I guess demons are polyamorous and... That's legal. I mean, if you're the sheriff, you can probably do whatever you want. Yeah. That was something I didn't know, though, that Cludie was the sheriff. They never, unless I missed it earlier, it was never clear to call that. I don't remember. Yeah. So he was, he was the, the sheriff of the town and... Sh- Doing a terrible job. Yes. Innocent people were dying and Padre, who we now know as Juan Carlo, had written to White Earp and said, please come to purgatory mm. and help save our town which is now we know how everyone's ending up yeah. purgatory <laughs> yeah why did you come to canada oh just you know why came to canada to kill a demon apparently yeah yeah as you do that's totally not why i came here absolutely not or not, is not, it <laughs> 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 it's our demon fighting i mean now you are much closer to the ghost river triangle that's, than you used to be that's true yep I did find in the flashback 
this time I understood a little better that they were time jumping yes. even in the flashback. So it's like, oh, no, this is like later. This is later. This is later. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I got that so much the first time. Yeah. And, and even just the switch to when they were in purgatory. Too, yeah. Because they start not. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. They so start in was, shorties. Yeah. And then they turn around. Well, it didn't start well, no. in shorties. It and started in a different city. Yeah. Because they were somewhere else. And then Robert shows up and He's like, yeah, yeah, you want no, to ride to Purgatory? That very first moment, she walks up to Doc in shorties oh, right. oh, and yeah, he turns and, yeah. and all of a sudden they're in this old timey saloon, which can't, it's not, I'm guessing, not in Purgatory, purgatory mm-hmm. because they're saying Doc right. needs to go to Purgatory. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And when she first shows up, Doc's in modern day clothes and then she turns around and he's It's like in. kind of a cool transition. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Everyone shifted into period. That was really cool. Clothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also just from, you know, a, a directing perspective, every time she would sort of go outside or move or things would change, you'd get that really out of focus, overly bright sort of camera thing going on to kind of to delineate the shift. And I think I think it felt to me like that dream feeling where, you know, it all makes sense that you step from one place to another and you're in completely in a different time, a different place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, like there was- that. There was at least one time where Winona actually just said, okay, and now I'm back at the chapel, which I think was helpful for me as a viewer to have her sort of narrate uh, it's kind of what's happening, which is not out of character for her. She does that a lot. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so and that, that kind of gave me a hint that time had, had sort of jumped again. She'd been somewhere else. Like, okay, she's, she's back here, meaning she was gone, and then now she's here again. Well, and Robert said... I have seen you at different points mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye through my life. So yeah. that to me also implied that she kind of appeared in the background as she was doing, but he mm-hmm. somehow was conscious of her on some level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he hadn't ever been conscious of her until that moment and, and became like he was able to remember all of that simply because he was dying and she was there in the same room. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He's pretty hardy. I mean, he survived quite a while with that gunshot. Yeah. It's hard to know how long it really was, mm-hmm. but old timeiness. So infection can be a problem. So it could <laughs> have been a true. long and lingering infection. That's, tr- that's very true. Sorry, Poor Bobo. Bobo. And it ruined his like snappy plaid vest pant combo. Oh, it's I confirmed. Know. Robert has he amazing style. No matter what style he's in. Right. <laughs> Well, and they even mentioned his fuzzy coat, too, because N- Nicole was to Waverly was like, you know, who are you going to believe your sister remembering you coming home from the hospital or a psychopathic killer in a fuzzy coat? <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, don't hit on the got coat, a Nicole. little glimpse, but it looked like as he was breaking through the snow, <laughs> the coat is back. <laughs> Thank goodness, because he's not Bobo. Without the coat. Without that coat. Does it like reincarnate with him then? Because I remember, yes. maybe they threw it on the ground at Black Badge after he. I know when it's all burnt and stuff. Yeah, but hellfire. you know, when you go to hell, I feel like you can get your wardrobe. Get back. your wardrobe back. <laughs> maybe somehow he was buried in that coat, so he just comes back with it. Oh, because you know we didn't actually see him die and be buried back in the old west. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He does also have magical powers. We know, you know, he can pull guns out of people's hands. Maybe he can materialize the coat around him when needed. That's good. That would be handy. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to have that skill. Yeah. That would make my crafting an awful lot easier. I know, right? (laughs) It's just, just, I want this. Wave my magic hands. Mm -hmm. As long as I could also just that easily get rid of it, because otherwise my house would get really full of crap fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Need one of those magical purses that Hermione carries around in Harry Potter that's just endless mm-hmm. and you just keep chucking stuff Mary into Poppins. it. Or Mary Poppins. She yeah. also has a magical mm-hmm. endless bag. Or a bag of holding like in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, mm-hmm. see? Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, I feel like we have officially <laughs> veered far enough off the track that it's it's time to time to wrap it on up. This one. Yep. So until next time, lights, lights out, out, bitch. bitch.